Welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability. I'm your host, Fabian Cross, and I'm here to demystify the potential of sustainable practices. At Pricing for the Planet, we believe that going green is not about responsibility only. It's about profitability as well. Whether you're a business leader, an entrepreneur, or simply curious about how sustainability can be monetized, our podcast is here for you. Today, I'm glad to welcome Geoffrey Richard, Circular Economy Director at Schneider Electric. Geoffrey, how are you? I'm really good. Thank you very much. Am I right with the title? Indeed. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and I'm really pleased uh, to be here with all your community to share our experiences about how monetizing uh, the circular economy and the sustainability. Perfect. <clears throat> we, we want to hear more, Geoffrey. So maybe you can start with a quick introduction. Mm -hmm. How did you end up here? Circular economy. Why circular economy? Crystal clear. Okay. So um, if you let me, I will just do a small introduction talking yeah. about Schneider Electric. I think it is important to uh, uh, settle where we are um, and where we were and how we manage, in fact, uh, to go to, um, let's say, the circular economy. Uh, so Schneider Electric is an international company, leader in uh, digital transformation in energy management and industrial automation and process uh, globally. Okay, And in fact, what we do in Schneider Electric is that we develop solutions for our customer, either in industrial, building or residential field of activity, helping them to decarbonize their activity helping them as well to get more and to be more efficient in their own process and by um, the way to help them, um, let's say, leveraging the cost uh, mm. of production. Um, we began our journey in circular economy, uh, not directly talking about circular economy, but talking about sustainability. Mm. Okay. And that is how uh, we began this decarbonization journey in 2001 which is not mm. uh, yesterday, which, which was not <laughs> yesterday, indeed. <laughs> and uh, in 2020, we launched okay. a um, division to deal with the circular economy with two pillars. The first one will be circular economy for business. So how to create a value proposal for the market to help okay. them decarbonizing their activity. And the second one, which is circular economy for supply chain resilience. Mm. And in fact, owing to the circular economy, how can I, um, let's say, bring more resilience to the supply chain? Perfect. So may may maybe we will need at some point to have a definition of circular economy. But, but first, yes. we want to hear from you. So who are you? Mm -hmm. What are you doing today? What you, what you used to do before? Mm -hmm. Okay. Clear. So, as you mentioned it before, so I'm Jeffrey Richard from Schneider Electric. So now you, everybody knows what Schneider is doing. <laughs> um, so I'm in charge of the circular economy business for Schneider. Uh, before that, I was uh, in the operations. So I've handled, uh, let's say, different uh, uh, jobs, such as commercial, you know, salespeople. Mm -hmm. And the last one, one of the last uh, jobs uh, I handled was a, um, let's say, regional sales area manager. So I am really, um, let's say, focused on customer satisfaction and how we can help them bringing innovative solutions. This is globally my career in uh, Schneider Electric and previously as well. 
Um, and I assume this role uh, of circular economy director for now a year. Important to note it that you are not coming from like pure sustainable practices Indeed. or like a, you don't have a PhD in, you know, in like circularity no. or in this field. So it's not very interesting that Schneider Electric, you know, choose to, to pick someone from the business mm -hmm. and to put this person in this position. I think it's a big, big hint. Indeed, indeed. I'm not a native person from, you know, circular economy or ESG or sustainability overall. Uh, the thing is, I think we have to put some people that really knows the operations to um, get the let's say, right expression, right sense of the, the customer expectations. While when you are a pure native, and, and I'm not saying that is wrong, yeah? okay, I'm not saying that is For bad, sure. but when you are a pure native of uh, circular economy or sustainability, you are talking to your customer with an expertise. And at this point, at this level of maturity of the circular economy and the sustainability among our customer, they do not need expertise when they deal with this topic they need someone you know to um that can understand their problematics and that can fix them with simple solution because you know in fact circular economy it's as simple as uh, we said in french uh, you know farmer wisdom good transition so what is circularity <laughs> what is circularity? So I, I will quote, uh, let's say, an empirical definition of the um, European government, um, which is uh, the way on your supply chain, on your consumption, on uh, finally all the value chain you deal with to reduce um, the uh, carbon impact. So uh, this is not the proper definition because the carbon impact is to me, but it's to uh, let's say, maximize the use of the goods, okay? Uh, by repairing them, by remanufacturing them, by refurbishing them, and at the end of the process, you know, uh, to recycle it. But owing to the previous operations of refurb, remanufacture, um, we aim at reducing the amount of waste we put in the recycle bin. Perfect. I like this definition. You know, it's super simple. Easy to track. Easy. Indeed. Indeed. In fact, we only want to maximize the lifespan of a product. Cool. And, you know, let, let, let's deep dive in the, the core of this podcast, mm -hmm. because I know we talked about it just before, but big question, like how do you monetize mm. circularity and by extension, sustainability? Okay, clear for me. Um, a small digression, because you know I like to put some digression uh, on the topic. So um, there are four main drivers today that, um, let's say, foster the people to uh, deal with circular economy. The first one will be the climate. Yeah. Really easy to understand. We are more and more conscious of our impact on uh, the planet, on uh, the global warming. And we try to find solutions, you know, to decrease our carbon emission. So the first one, it will be 4C, easy to, uh, to remember. <laughs> so the first one is the climate. Obviously, the second one is the customer. Because as we are more and more conscious, we want to act on our CO2 emission. And in fact, we ordered um, uh, a survey, okay, by, done by Accenture. Uh, and this survey say 81% of our customer are ready, you know, to buy some, uh, let's say, eco-build um, products that have less impact on the environment. So the second C will be the customer. And the third one will be the compliance because 
obviously, the customer do it by conviction, but also by regulation. Being compliant is one of the main issues, especially in France, where uh, the regulation is really, uh, let's say, encouraging and force, even more than fostering people to use circular economy. So the first C, as I mentioned, it will be the compliance. And the last one is the cost. Obviously, uh, um, we have seen the, the last couple of years, uh, inflation of the goods, of the raw material, um, inflation and shortages. Mm. So uh, it has imposed to us, you know, in our linear model that we know from the Taylorism and the Fordism, so more than a hundred years, to um, put a bit of circularity towards our value chain to inflate, let's say, this um, conjuncture, this economical conjuncture of inflation. Hmm. So yeah, perfect. So it's it's right now at the time. Indeed. So the first year, remember it, climate, yeah. customer, compliance, and cost. And if I go back to your question, so uh, which was how to monetize, in fact, um, the uh, circular economy and the sustainability in a global sense. Um, in fact, if we only use financial metrics, you know, like uh, regular yeah. financial metrics, it could appear at the first glance that the circular economy is dilutive for the profitability of the company, at the first glance only, because we have to take into account um, besides uh, metrics or parallel metrics that have got an, a big influence and more and more influence on different topics of the company, such as uh, the market capitalization, mm -hmm. because obviously when you reduce your carbon emission owing to the circular economy, you have better notation on the ESG criteria that have a direct impact on the market cap of the company. So what I'm saying is that we can't in fact use only regular financial metrics to correctly measure and monetize the circular economy. And we have to think of different way of measuring it. And for the moment, there's not a proper consensus, uh, let's say globally uh, around the world, uh, but it appears that more and more um, metrics such as the ESG one uh, will be the reference for the next upcoming years. And can you talk a little bit about your decision actually to to price, so you, you are doing like reman, refactor mm. products, and I think you, you, you took the decision to have the same price, right? Indeed, indeed. So first of all, we do not have to compare um, circular economy on the B2B market than on the B2C. Mm. We tend to do always the same analogy with our personal life. So uh, on the French market will be to compare the circular economy with back market, vintage, mm. or uh, something that called the bon coin. So all the second end market for the customer. But in fact, on the B2B, it's slightly different, and especially for Schneider Electric, because we um, uh, supply the market with electronic and electrical goods that um, protect people and goods and buildings. Mm. So we can't, first of all, you know, we can't uh, um, uh, sell secondhand price with less quality and less, less, less lifespan, sorry. So we have decided to uh, put 
the circular economy product at the same price for two reasons. The first one, obviously, is the maturity of the business because for the moment, we do not have the same amount of um, inquiry from our customer of circular economy than uh, product, sorry, than uh, a brand new product mm -hmm. yeah. because we just began our yeah. journey uh, to, I mean, our journey on circular economy. And the second one, so will be all the, the um, uh, parallel besides cost, let's say, uh, of production, of collecting the goods. So all the process has been um, for more than a hundred years, you know, uh, um, fought for a linear, uh, again, a linear, uh, let's say, path. And with the circular economy, you have to collect the product, okay, mm. to, uh, uh, let's say, dismantle them. So new processes has to be put in place, uh, new, um, let's say, trainings, new competencies has to be put in place as well. And in fact, all this has a cost. So the first point, as I mentioned it, uh, we've got more uh, cost of production, of remanufacturing than a regular production. And the second one would be in fact that we bring value to the market. Yeah, Okay. this one is a big one. You know, remember the 4C, and I will, I will uh, uh, quote this a lot <laughs> during this interview. Uh, they are asking for a circular economy product to reduce their carbon emissions, to have better market cap. And in fact, we bring solutions to the market to find against business obsolescence, our business obsolescence, but as well, the one of our customer. And when you bring additional value, you can't devalue your price. 100%. And <laughs> I think that's, that's a big mistake that a lot of companies are doing. It's like Indeed. they consider it's like it should be cheaper mm. for whatever reason. And actually they are diluting the margin where this margin is super important to invest Indeed. in those new processes, new approaches. 100%. And to, to be, um, let's say, more precise, we do not do secondhand product, which is the turning point we have decided yeah. to take. Uh, we do as good as new, even better product because we remanufacture them, they've got the same quality as the new product, the same uh, um, uh, conformity to standards, okay? Uh, they have got finally the same uh, warranty as the new product, okay? And in fact, they bring uh, carbon and resource savings to our customer. That can be valued in the CSRD declaration, for instance. And I would go one step further because you mentioned market cap, mm -hmm. but we need to keep in mind a lot of companies like construction companies. I have a good friend working in a helicopter business. Mm -hmm. They cannot access finance anymore. They don't get Indeed. loan. They cannot get you know access to you know public finance, mm -hmm. private finance because of CSRD and this consciousness, which is great for the, the planet, but they need money to actually change Indeed. and create a new type of business. So mm. it's super interesting to say, hey, we can help you out to be better, to be more, you know, eco-friendly. And then, then you can use this money and they can continue to do business and change at the same time. So I think it's for some companies, it's mm. for market cap. For some, it's for survival. Indeed. Uh, I was, you know, mentioning, you know, business obsolescence because it's, uh, it's one of the words I like to quote. In fact, we always uh, uh, deal with the uh, product obsolescence. But the fact is, if we do not follow the sustainability path and, by the way, the circular economy path, 
the current business will be obsolete. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. That's a good so one. it's a way to fight against business obsolescence, but also, you know, to attract indeed uh, uh, more capital, mm. financial capital, and also human capital. Yeah. Because okay. we all know there's a crisis, you know, of, uh, of uh, employment in different countries. And by um, putting some sustainability uh, 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 and circular economy commitment on your company, you make the, um, the job you publish, you know, more attractive. 100%. To come back on what you say, so like, like as good or even better than the a new one mm. like how do you communicate because it it sounds great but i guess it's very complicated to explain that like i'm a brand new client mm. or i come back to a salesperson like how do you explain this new value proposition yeah this is a a, a really tricky point that uh, we had to address um, a year ago and in fact we have begun our journey by developing you know our know-how mm. okay and now we go on Uh, spreading and demystifying uh, the circular economy and the sustainability toward our entire supply chain. Because we are, I am, I mean, we are, and I am talking about customer, but obviously we do the same with our supplier. So the main point is to clarify these topics, those topics, circular economy and sustainability again, toward the entire value chain. And to do that, we have to be crystal clear really ethical with our um, value chain, either supplier or customer, and opening all our books on how we calculate the carbon savings, um, how we do the collect of the product, how we do the remanufacturing, and we have to be as transparent as possible. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting because it's coming back to your point about cost. Like, yeah, there is a cost to create new processes. There Indeed. is a cost to have trainings. There is a cost to rethink how we do business. So it's super important to have the right price. Indeed, indeed. And we also do it, you know, because when we talk about secular economy, um, we also deal with the eco-conception of the product. Mm. Now we do our product, if I can say like that, secular by design, mm. uh, which is really important because we already bring value of repairability, of uh, uh, serviceability and sustainability directly on the new product. You know, putting some, uh, yeah. I don't know, some uh, 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 recycled materials, uh, um, more durable materials, more sustainable, sorry, materials. And uh, we need to value all those efforts towards the entire supply chain. Super interesting. And, and what do you see on the sales aspect? Because mm -hmm. I think you mentioned like you have like too much demand, right? Indeed. Indeed, uh, we have too much demand for, you know, the, the four C reason yeah. again, uh, uh, and especially in France where the regulation is really hard and it begins to be the same at the European level with the European uh, uh, Green Deal and the European Circular Action Plan. We've seen that even in the US, uh, the White House has done some statement in China, uh, Xiping said in the, in the upcoming year, there will be the sustainability nation. Okay, so... Uh, we, we see that there is a, an international movement toward the sustainability and as well the circular economy. And for the sales, we've seen that, um, uh, as I previously mentioned, the customers are asking you know, um, more and more sustainable products to decarbonize their activity. Why? Again, because they want to show they, uh, the investors that they are able to reduce their carbon footprint 
okay, and to commit yeah. uh, um, their uh, engagement towards the carbon reduction. But um, we see also that the regulation is really fostering, uh, um, I mean, each field of activity, either industry, buildings, or residential fields, uh, towards the decarbonation. One example really um, talking, uh, it's in the building field in France. Uh, we have got um, a new regulation that has been put in place and that um, make mandatory the calculation of carbon footprint per meter square feet built. And if you do not reach, if you overpass, sorry, the amount uh, minimum of carbon, you are not able to build. Wow. So what we are seeing by that is that offering market solutions such as circular economy, we enable them to continue to work. You know, again, business obsolescence. Yeah, yeah. I think that's we need we need to remember this. One. <laughs> I think that's a big one. No, for sure. It's interesting because coming back on your four C, mm. so the third one and the second one are becoming kind of like the most important one. Indeed. Maybe you can say a word, I think, on the customer aspect, because I, I think you did a lot of studies and mm. research about what the clients Indeed. were expecting. Indeed. So um, as I previously mentioned, we have ordered you know, some survey from Accenture, but we have done also other survey with other companies. And what uh, we have seen, it's two main things. The first one, there is... Um, let's say, a huge incoming demand on decarbonization solutions, okay? The second one is the willingness to pay. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the most important things. So on the entire survey, one third of the uh, customer said, okay, the circular economy product has to be uh, at a lower price. One third only. The two third, the two other third said, we are ready to pay the same price and among these two third, okay, more than 50% said we are even willing to pay between five and 10% more. Again, because our customer are more and more conscious that if they want to, um, let's say one succeed and two survive in the mm -hmm. business, they have to commit with the carbon pledge expectations. And did you change your segmentation because of that? Did you create line of products or? We can't say we have changed because what we expect from the circular economy product is that this uh, uh, circular economy goods will be handled as business as usual. But to do that, okay, we can't, we, we were not able to put this new division I handle in a regular business because obviously, when you do a business, there's process to follow. And it will have, um, how can I say that? It will have uh, uh, slowed down all the innovative process uh, hmm. of the division again I handle. So that's why we have decided to create this division in parallel to make it free from all processes because we are talking about new businesses and by the way, new synergies to create and new processes to create. So that is why we decided to do that. Yeah, and you didn't mention that at the beginning, but interesting fact that 
you are under the strategy piece, mm-hmm. right? Indeed. In terms of organization, Indeed. which is super interesting. Yes, uh, um, we're not part as you know a business as usual for the moment, and we have decided to put at the strategy level because we see that in the 10 coming years that the circular economy will be one of the uh, uh, mega trends such as the sustainability, because you know conscious consumerism again. Uh, uh, and all the commitments, countries, firms, and even us as individual people, uh, contributors, uh, are, are taking into um, you know, account. Um, and what we see, uh, if I give you a bit of projection, is that we are today, um, let's say, we, we will pass from um, the today situation, which is a price and supply-driven market, to a supply and sustainable driven market. And when we deal with our big customer on construction, on industrial field, as they have um, signed up some commitment to reduce their carbon emission towards the net zero in 2050, okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they are asking us today solutions to help them decarbonizing their activity. And when we, we, we talk about decarbonization solutions, we do not talk about price. Yeah. We talk about value we bring in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a big change. Yeah. And I think it's all the what we want to say about monetization. It's you need to switch from price to value. Exactly. And in fact, the sustainability is the main game changer. Mm. Perfect. And, and actually, one question we had, which you, you already started to answer it, was like, how do you balance profitability and sustainability? Mm. One element is, of course not looking at your division as a normal kind of business unit with the clear like PNL. Mm. Do you have other elements to answer to this question? So thanks for, for your question. But um, I had to say that uh, I have to say that uh, I don't really like this question. Why? <laughs> so you put on the same scale sustainability and profitability as if they were, you know, uh, two uh, opposed concepts. To my mind, they are part of the same scale, okay, on the same, at the same level and part of the same concept. Because when you go to the sustainability path, you drain profitability. Yeah. And the other way around is also working. When you think about how doing more profitability, the answer is sustainability. So we can't oppose those two concepts because they are really linked. Perfect. Well, I, I like your honesty. <laughs> no, it's it's super interesting. And, and I think, yeah, I think I completely agree. I think what's missing in this question is short-term and long-term. Mm-hmm. And I think you covered that because it's super interesting to say you need to invest. It's a fact. There is, it's, it's not magic. Indeed. You need to invest on the short-term. So it might be a cost happening on the short-term, but it's... You have no other choice for the long term. Mm. It's business obsolescence. I like this term. And it's what people and, and clients want. So you have no other choice than giving them what they want. Indeed. Indeed. The tricky part is what you do in the middle. <laughs> yes. But, you know, when you work for a big company or a small company, the only thing you have in mind is how will I, um, uh, let's say, survive or how will I do business um, for a long-term period. So for a short-term period, we all know and understand that we have to deliver results, mm. okay? That it's crystal clear for everyone. But if we want to uh, last for a long time, such as Schneider Electric, and more than 100 years of existence, yeah. you have to get a clear vision on where you want to go, how you want to go, 
and you have also to accept that for a short-term period, okay, in a single division that again is not inside a proper business, that is yeah. parallel at a business, that is why we incubate the circular economy, uh, not in a proper business that is um, you know, challenged on the results. But you have to accept on a short-term period to lose a bit of money. Yeah. Uh, it's not a full letter of words. Uh, uh, we have to accept this because we perfectly know and all the projection we do uh, um, agree. What I will say is that, okay, uh, the first year we have lost a bit and not much, but all the projection shows that, in fact, we will gain a lot in mm. the upcoming years. And not only in terms of cash, but in terms of brand value, in terms of uh, capital attractivity, in terms of human resource attractivity, and so on. Yeah, you have the direct financial impact and all the indirect of value course. that of course. come from this and, initiative. Uh, uh, you know, um, taking, um, let's say, the sustainability path as well, um, enable you to avoid some regulation costs because today, yes. if you pollute, if you uh, uh, have too much CO2 emission, you will have to pay tax or you will have to buy, you know, forest at the uh, other side of the world to compensate the carbon emission. Is it the best way to do it? I'm not sure. The best way to me is to apply those circular solutions towards your supply chain and your value chain. And, and we need, uh, as when I say as a like collaborative workforce, we need to change our mindset about Indeed. how we look at it. Like we need to stop saying bottom line, top line, you know, margin benefits and, you know, it's you are losing money. Well, yeah, but you need to anticipate those mm. millions of euros or, or dollars that you will pay off, like, you know, fine mm -hmm. or, Indeed. you know, like regulation mm -hmm. fees. Yeah, it's, it's a huge one. So you need to be... Indeed, clear much more you need to anticipate more you mm -hmm. need to have a more like 360 degree view and a less like financial report based mm -hmm. view indeed and what we risk are not only you know uh, taxes from the state because we were not you know compliant with the co2 emission we risk also to lose business because all the big firms around the world you know are signing up commitment to reduce the co2 uh, emissions and to do that you know, on the different scope of emission, they also have to challenge their own value chain supplier and customer included. So the company that wants to survive, because we are all connected, huh? Schneider Electric is working with uh, more than a thousand suppliers and more than a, 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 a hundred thousand customers toward the world. But uh, in fact, uh, if we do not apply those exigencies those uh, uh, requirements uh, to our own supply chain and value chain, we risk not only taxes, but also to lose business. Mm. 100%. And so one big question we have, and again, we are so glad you are, you are here for this podcast. Mm -hmm. What Do you have any advice for businesses wanting to start a circular economy department or circular economies? initiative or sustainability related initiative mm. uh, yes i've got a lot of advices <laughs> <laughs> so um you know in schneider electric uh we always do what we call the proof by example so before creating um the division of circular economy that i handle um we applied circularity among our own supply chain so the first advice will be do an assessment of your business and Take a closer look on of what you can already circularize 
among your own supply chain, okay? And then um, do this assessment and look how it has cost you and what are the benefits uh, you, you have taken from uh, those, uh, let's say, circularization toward our own supply chain, your own supply chain. The second advice will be um, to demystify the topic of circular economy. As I previously mentioned, it's only farmer wisdom. It's really yeah. easy. Our uh, uh, parents, our grandparents were using, you know, all circular economy concepts, uh, uh, but in their, uh, at their manner, let's say, at their level. And uh, we put some, uh, you know, wisdom. In fact, we, we put wisdom in the business because we are more and more conscious that we can't uh, uh, go on this path with all the scarcity of, you know, materials, uh, all the, the CO2 we, we, uh, we put, I mean, we, we generate by uh, increasing again, you know, uh, uh, needs of, uh, of uh, uh, um, raw material and critical material. The third advice um, will be once you have tested in your own, let's say, business, own uh, internal business, let's say, uh, the second one, the demystify um, process. And the third one will be act, um, let's say, on um, a framed part of your business, okay? Just to test it and to see if you have taken the right path. If not, it's okay because you have only selected a non-strategic part of your business and if there's any issues, it will normally not uh, uh, hurt too much the entire business. Obviously, uh, we will not do it on the core business uh, uh, to begin. Once the, those third three advices has been done, you are ready to scale up, obviously. Mm. Okay. And to scale up, you have to keep also in mind that the guidance should be the transparency of what you do uh, for and with your customer, because again, uh, circular economy is a matter of synergy. It's it's fascinating because we see a lot of similarities between the digital transformation mm -hmm. and this one. It's Indeed, like start small, mm -hmm. you know, like test and learn, you know, like figuring out and then scaling it. The concept of scale as well. It's, it's really funny. There's a lot of, uh, indeed, uh, um, uh, similarities uh, on, um, I mean, between uh, the circular economy or the sustainability revolution and the digital revolution. You know, there's industrial revolution, electrification, yeah. industrialization, and now we had digitalization and, I, I'm not uh, inventing a word almost, but sustainabilization. And we are um, on the way, I mean, all the big companies that will again bring the entire value chain to this concept, uh, putting the sustainability at the front of our own preoccupation. My only concern is, I think we are doing the same mistake that we did with the digital, which is we do digital to do digital. Mm. And especially in Europe, which is a good thing to have regulation, but we do sustainability to do sustainability. Yes. And so some companies are actually taking the wrong path, doing sustainability for regulation mm. and not begin, beginning to be by design you know, sustainable to monetize sustainability. Mm. You know, I, I totally agree what you said. And in fact, 
think of uh, when you you raise up a, a child when you want him to do uh, something that you uh, let's say oblige him to do something he will do it but with less efficiency mm. and in fact you have to firstly understand what can be um all the positive impact on your business to go to circular economy to go to sustainability and being convinced yourself before acting and that is why you know i was uh, talking previously in the introduction that we have started the, the sustainability journey in schneider electric in 2001 okay and in 2005 uh, we have um published each uh, quarter our financial report and okay. extra financial report and one of the turning date will be the 2009 is when schneider electric has decided to put on all the top executive members a part of their uh, um, incomes mm. conditioned to the, um, let's say, commit the, the, the commitment we have signed up. And now it's more, if I talk about France operation, where I belong to, on Schneider Electric, I mean, a, a, a global, let's say, map, um, it's more than 50% of our collaborators that are... Uh, that on their uh, incentives, uh, incentives yeah. indeed, that have got uh, this line dedicated to the sustainability uh, journey of Schneider Electric. And, I, and maybe that's where to start. Like, indeed, indeed. You are telling people you will get your bonus because mm -hmm. you are moving towards sustainability. Yes. They will do it. But it's also a matter, you know, of words, uh, yeah. like also with the, the children again. It's not because it is a wing to. Mm. A wing to you know, the effort you do to preserve the planet, mm. you will get some benefits. Words are really important, uh, I mean, to me, but also when I, I, I talk with my, um, I mean, customer or, or supplier. And um, we have to foster the people by showing them all the positive impact. And there's a lot of incredible positive impact mm. uh, going and following and bracing this uh, sustainability and circular economy journey. I can definitely be sure that the ESG criteria okay, will lead more and more the conversation between uh, customer and supplier. One example is the Olympic game. Mm -hmm. you in know, Paris, uh, 2024. Indeed, in Paris <laughs> next year. Olympic games, so we say, okay, it's really nice, but it's a, a really, um, uh, let's say, uh, messy and uh, uh, a wasty event. Yeah. But it's the first Olympic game in the world, and I'm glad that is the Paris one, that I've put in place on their buying process at the same level of importance, the budget and the CO2 emission. So that is to say, if you are not um, compliant with the CO2 emission, you can have the better price value proposal, you will not be taken into account as a potential supplier for the Olympic Games. And what we see on the market, on Schneider Electric Market, is that now on the call of tender, there's specific, uh, let's say, paragraphs on which it is clearly mentioned that you have to help the customer on this call of tender to reduce the CO2 emission. Say less than 5% of the call of tender for the moment, but it's brand new. Yeah, it's and brand it new. Go up. And I can assure you, it will be spread toward the entire value chain again because we are all connected. 
And, and maybe one last question. Mm -hmm. Do you see anything missing right now into the ecosystems? Um, there's a lot of missing things uh, to help us to go further. Uh, we were talking about regulation, okay, France, uh, Cocorico, we have done a lot of things uh, dealing with regulation, but uh, France is only uh, one comer in the entire, uh, you know, equation of the, the CO2 reduction. So uh, I'm glad that the European government has done uh, as well some uh, recommendation and some regulation. I'm glad as well that uh, the US government uh, has published, you know, the circular economy on the on the, uh, the circular economy paper uh, directly from the White House. But um, I think we can go further. And the state has, um, let's say, the first role to play to foster all the businesses, you know, to take the circular journey into account. For instance, Uh, there are some countries where the taxation rate of the working hours are reduced for the circular economy uh, um, workers. So it could be, you know, an exploration path for other countries. Some are some other countries are thinking about a, a lower VAT. Uh, for the circular economy product. So I'm not totally convinced about the reduction of VAT for other reasons. But um, again, it's a first step, you know, to help mm -hmm. businesses to uh, take into account on their supply chain with their customer and supplier the fact that circular economy must be a turning point in the upcoming years. And I think... Um, It's the French government that has published this uh, study. Uh, in the 10 upcoming year, the circular economy can create 800,000 new employees in France, wow. new jobs. Because, you know, we were talking about, you know, new competencies, yeah. uh, repair uh, act and so on. So obviously, uh, 800,000 uh, in the 10 upcoming years, which is massive, Yeah, massive. Perfect. We keep hearing about Genei taking Indeed. You know, all the jobs out. Well, here we go. <laughs> Everybody will move to circular economy. I hope so. I <laughs> hope uh, uh, it will be. And two other points. Um, uh, you were asking what is missing. Um, external synergy yes. are uh, today missing because uh, we are kind of afraid, you know, to open our book to other uh, companies. But again, to do circular economy, Uh, uh, there's decision, you know, of make or buy mm. that has to be taken into account. And obviously, the core business of Schneider Electric is not to do right reverse logistics. It's not to do sorting of product. So we need to have, uh, I mean, partner uh, uh, to uh, accelerate on uh, the circular economy. So one external thing and one internal. Um, we have to be all aligned on uh, what we consider as sustainability, what we consider as circular economy. And you may, and I hope you will, but you may listen as well uh, the podcast of my colleague, uh, Paola Andrea Valencia, the VP pricing uh, for Europe market in Schneider Electric. And I'm sure you will see that there's not 100%, but maybe 95% of alignment on what she told you in the in her podcast and one I told you in this podcast. So a perfect alignment of the top executive is vital, you know, to climb up the circular economy ladder. Yes, absolutely. And I can testify, yes, you are well aligned. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Geoffrey, 
Thank you so much. Anything else to add or do you want to cover something else? First point is uh, I want to thank you uh, to enable me to share uh, Schneider Electric experiences toward the circular economy journey. The second point is um, I would say to all the people that will listen uh, to uh, this podcast that if you are not um, yet convinced by the, um, the circular economy or by the sustainability, I can ensure you that um, in the upcoming year, you will have to be convinced by that. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Pricing for the Planet podcasts. We've enjoyed having this conversation, exploring how our choices can directly impact the sustainability of our planet. And we hope you found it insightful and inspiring too. If you want to stay connected with us, learn more and continue this sustainability journey, please subscribe to our B-Weekly Digests on www.pricingfortheplanet.com. There you will find the latest updates, insights and innovative strategies about sustainable practices and pricing. But we also need your help. By leaving a comment and rating this podcast, you are not just giving us feedback. You are also helping boost the visibility of these critical discussions. Every comment, every like, every share counts. They help us reach more people and spread the word about our mission. And finally, if you've been moved by what you have heard today, we encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, your family, your colleagues, and anyone else who might be interested. Every person you introduce to pricing for the planet is another ally in our collective mission to make the world more sustainable. Together, we can take small action that will create big changes. Remember, each of us has a role to play and every action, no matter how small, can make a difference. So let's use the power of our collective voice to change the world for the better. Thank you for your time your interest and your commitment to sustainability. Be well.